Welcome to another episode of The Theory of Conspiracy. I am Ro. I'm joined by always by Mike. What's up, guys? And today we have a fun one today. We're doing something a little different. We've noticed that we have a bit of a growing European audience, especially in in, in dear old Great Britain. God save the Queen. She she didn't. She's well, gone, bro. Well, I mean, like her spirit, maybe? It's the, the king, it's the king now. I know it's hard. I mean, we've I know it's been decades, but it's the king now. God save the uh, king. But well, well, do we is, is there should we do a conspiracy on the on the royal family? Some people think they're werewolves, man, and that she was holding them at bay. Did you ever hear about that one? The werewolves? I've yeah. heard that they're shape shifting reptilians, but they're shape shifting werewolves, but perhaps. Yeah. Well and that now that well, apparently you're right, God didn't didn't quite save the queen, but we're gonna trust God now to <laughs> Keep the whoops. whoops we're going on that okay well I, well let's let's talk about let's talk about some of the stories that we have heard today so we're going to do a special episode today that we're calling euro tripped and what we're going to do today is going to be a fun one we're going to take a tour through some fun european countries and talk about some old-timey tales that are strange but allegedly true yeah um, so we're going to go, we're going to visit some fun countries like England, where we have our Great Britain fan base. Where else, uh, where else are we going? We're going to go to France, Javadon, okay. France, where we've mentioned during a, a Bigfoot episode. And lastly, we might take a, a trip over to Germany. Oh, these yeah. Germans. We can't have an episode about these Germans. Yeah. And then I think for every Euro tripped episode, we'll take, you know, a few other countries, a few other folklore and just kind of dissect it there. So, I dig it this, so mind the gap, everyone. We're about to take one big Euro trip. Yeah. All right. So the first one I'd like to focus on is, is dear old England with the home of the wet werewolves, apparently. The, the royal family werewolves. Yes. Well, oh, okay. Show them some proper respect. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. They've earned it. Put some respect on their name, as we say in America. Mm-hmm. So, so do you know the legend of Spring Hill Jack? Do you know Jack about Jack? I know, yeah, I know it coincides a little bit with Jack. The, it happened around the same time as Jack the Ripper. I, I know that. And Spring Hill Jack was like a murderer that could jump really high. Is that in layman's terms? Did I, did I get it? Yeah, he, he could jump really high. Okay. So yes. yeah, so, so so what about Spring Hill Jack? Yeah, so in the the 19th century, so Spring Hill Jack is one of those the first urban legends, uh, kind of like a precursor to all these boogeymen that we have now, where there's stories that seem to be factual, some things that seem to be fictional, but this became this real life boogeyman, 19th century England, and you're right, it happened decades before Jack the Ripper, uh, the first. Yeah. First tales happened in the the late 1830s, around 1837, 1838. Um, Jack went on the scene in the late 1800s. So yeah, this was a Jack that was terrorizing the you know London underground, and just like Jack the Ripper, a lot of his targets were women ladies of the night, of, ladies of the night, women of the yes, night. Right? That's okay. the that's the accepted term nowadays. So we, we don't I, I, think that, I think actually that might be um, sexist. Sex workers, I believe, is the term. Right. Okay, and, unless it's changed this week, I have no idea. But anyway, I would think whores. Yeah, sex workers. I don't know. I like sex workers. I I just feel it's it's uh, kind of confusing because I I would want to sign up for that. I'm like, so I'm getting paid in sex, right? Like, no, <laughs> the sex is the work. Like, what am I getting paid in? Dirty cash. Like, oh, I guess that's okay too. 
But, but I digress. So spring Jack was a mysterious figure that came on the scene. He was described as being tall, uh, a tall, thin man with glowing red eyes, a devilish grin, and this incredible leaping ability. And if you've seen any sports in, in London, then yeah, I mean, that's, that's something to be admired, the whole leaping thing. <laughs> um, not like America where, you know, we have NBA and people are like, man, look at those guys go. But he was, um, his attire was this dark, t- uh, tight-fitting suit. And not only was he able to, to leap high distances, like he had spring in his heels, springs in his heels. He was so, also... I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but like, so yeah. it was like a go-go gadget murderer? Is that what was going on here? Well, that's going to be on the list of uh, what it could potentially be when we start talking theories. But it, it could be, yeah, some sort of uh, early steampunk, um, go-go gadget. Spring um, heels, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but okay. not only that, he also had the ability to spit fire and use that to attack uh, his victims. Oh, and also uh, metallic claws. Yeah. Spring Hill Jack sounds like a badass, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's, that's wild. No, I didn't know about all that. I just thought the guy could jump high. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, there's some of the street workers that probably disagree with you on how cool he is, but. But yeah, I mean, he did, did become cool. He became a, a bit of a folk hero, and we'll talk a bit about that. He was almost like the first Batman, in a sense, there. Like a Robin Hood is type figure there. Really? But, uh, so they, they really... they uh, Yeah, they started immortalizing him in Penny Dreadfuls, like comic books of that time, plays. So he became this Robin Hood figure. So in the, the media, and we'll talk about some of these tales here, but in the media, even through the early 1900s, there were stories of spring Jack and... The, uh, in the, the media would sensationalize, sensationalize these stories of the women he was attacking where he was very much a villain in the, the media but on the penny dreadful circuit he was a folk hero he was someone who was actually doing weird things to stop crimes and was actually saving women so it's kind of a weird like you know kind of juxtaposition there like you're yeah, um, they, you're, they, shifted you're, it. they shifted the narrative yeah you're assaulting women in reality but in but we kind of like you you're a hero you're like yeah kind of became a Batman yeah. figure like we kind of like this guy he has like a cape and he jumps really to- really far and spits flames and he fights crime but he wasn't really fighting crime apparently um it sounds like a, a murderer he was kind of a rapey guy he's kind yeah, of a, was like yeah like a murderer rapey, rapey or sexual assaulty can you say rapey no i think, I think I if, you put, if you put if he puts a y on it i mean i think it becomes a whole other word and it's yeah just, it's like creepy but like yeah. with sexual assault Mixed in, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we can some assault and pepper. Can we say that? So, let's talk about Spring Hill Jack. So there are different when you try to find what are the first stories. There's some mix on what are the first stories. Even uh, everyone wants to be first. So I think one thing that's pretty unanimous is that in 1837, those were the those were when the first reported cases started happening. So first, it was coming out of. Peckham, England, and first they were referring to before Spring Hill Jack was Spring Hill Jack. They were referring to him as a the Peckham demon, which was thought to just be a ghost that was attacking people. Um, some of the first stories, and there's like three stories that can be the first one, depending on which which site you read. One of the first tales is that he started with a bang and didn't go after the street workers. He went after a group of soldiers in 1837. That there was a group of soldiers hanging out, doing whatever they do, that he leapt over a, a, a high wall, started spewing flames at them, attacked him with his metallic claws, 
that they fired at him, that he was pretty bulletproof and he just jumped back over the wall and was never to be seen again. So that so could be one. That, that could be the first one. I mean, but, so they didn't have the term Spring Hill Jack at that point. They, no, they, just, was, they just had reports of a guy with metallic claws breathing fire and jumping high. Yeah, they just thought of him as a, like, there's a, like the ghost. It's a, it's a demon. It's a phantom. It's a apparition that's coming at us. But it would, but the stories of the spring, the, the heels would kind of take a life of its own and become that name there. The other first story could be uh, an encounter with a, a woman of the night, uh, a young lady of the night, actually, because I was reading about this. Apparently, she was like 13. Poor. Oh, was, yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. dark. So in this, in this encounter, it was with a Maria Davis. Apparently, um, he attacked her. He tore at her clothing and he killed her. Yeah, this is an incident that is looked at as possibly being not uh, real. It was, it was uh, put in some books like the 14 times, things like that. But, but that's one of the, you know, starting so that's, one with, of, that's like one of the three. That's one of the three. Yeah. But the, if we want to start with the most famous of the three, Let's. that is more, more so the one looked at as being the, the actual first. Let's see. What are we doing? We're doing something good. Everybody loves this show, Rolando. There's like a sh- shit ton of people. That are yeah. Like, oh, I love it. Oh, nice. Okay. So one of the earliest encounters, and this would have been in early 1838, February of 1838. And this is one of the most pu- publicized ones and maybe the, the, the real first. And this is where Spring Hill Jack sort of took that name here. And it's interesting how the name came about because Spring Hill Jack basically gave his name as Spring Hill Jack. So in, in this story here, a Jane Alsop was at home. A man rang the doorbell and he was screaming that they had caught Spring Hill Jack and that he needed their help. So he told her to bring some candles out that they've caught him. He's in the alley. Come out. So she went. She followed the policeman. I don't know what he called himself. He was probably like, my name is Officer Policeman. I need you to come with me. And she's like, oh, okay, Officer Policeman. And she followed him out into the dark street. She had the candle with him. He took the candle from her. Uh, sorry, I hit my mic. So he took the candle from her. And when he turned around, he revealed himself. He, you know, his grotesque face. And he spit blue flame right in her face and started tearing at her clothes with his metal claws. She started running back toward her house. Uh, he was cutting her this whole time, like in her, in her back uh, with, his, was, with, her, with the claws. Uh, Jane's sister came to the rescue. She started scaring him off there and they both described him the same way that he had these red uh, fireball eyes. Uh, he had a helmet on. He had this tight outfit on and that he leapt away. He spit flames and leapt away. And from there, Spring Hill Jack was born because the guy who did the attack was like, hey, we caught Spring Hill Jack. She was like, what the heck's the Spring Hill Jack? But that was a question. They didn't at the time. They didn't really. It wasn't like a household name yet. Right. It wasn't like an urban legend yet at that point, was it? No, this is this is one of the first attacks. So there was those 1837 ones, but they were more so being known as the Peckham demon because they were coming from Peckham and they thought of him as a demon. But they also saw that it was a demon that would jump really high. But once this attack happened, Spring, Spring Hill Jack. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that wouldn't be the the last one there. There was. Uh, let's take a look at some other weird tales here. That's when the the media started really running with these stories. You know, calling it the Spring Hill Jack, the Terror of London, and people were quite afraid of of what can be out there lurking. 
And what, what may have been happening at this time as well is that, and as we've seen with Jack the Ripper, there's some thoughts that some of these may be may have been copycat attacks, that they, they may have been attacking women, these women of the night, and trying to go under the cover of this boogeyman to get away with their own attacks there. Uh, with some other stories that happened here, this is a... This was one where it's it's sort of divisive if it happened or not. There were it was reported. Apparently, there's no death records of this happening, but it's one of those ones that freak people out. The Clifton suspension bridge incident. This apparently happened in a bunch of wit- with with a bunch of witnesses where he attacked this woman on the middle of the bridge. That he lifted her over his head, showing off pretty much how strong he is, and then he just flung her in under the bridge below into an open sewer, killing her. And then he was able to jump off. So there were when there were witnesses watching him do this. That that's what's reported. When they, I guess what's weird about it is there's really no official death record for this person here. So it's debated if this was just something that was made up and urban so legend. It, yeah. Um. Some other stories are about he was responsible. He was responsible for for uh, horse coaches crashing. That he would he would leap into the middle of their street there and jump jump at the last moment and the horses would swerve into in, in, into the houses, I guess, into the walls. So there was a lot of reports of this guy just causing all sorts of mischief. So, he, so, so Spring Hill Jack was basically the catch-all at this point for anything that bad that kind of happened. Right. And at this point, yes, it could, it could have been copycats. It could have just been jerks and all of that. But, but there was this whole idea of someone that was a bit... Uh, unnatural perhaps supernatural because of the whole fire thing because of the whole being bulletproof thing and and yeah just just the claws and all that then there was another another tale of attacking soldiers again which is kind of ballsy uh this one is from march 1877 where there were some soldiers at this large military base in aldershot surrey that this mysterious figure and this is kind of interesting that he just walked just he just walked up to them from the darkness and that the figure this jack person just walked right up to the soldier and just slapped him several times across the face and the soldier described it as an, an icy corpse-like hand and the soldiers they fired back at the intruder but their bullets had no effect it was like he was bulletproof and then he was able to spring heel jack right right out of there he jumped uh he jumped across this channel that was pretty big, uh, but that's you know pretty ballsy. You just go up and shoot a soldier like just across the. Yeah, just go up and give him like bitch slap him like come here bitch. Like, what did the hand say to the face? Slap. Yep. So, and you know what this reminded me of as we were looking as I was looking this up. The, you remember the tale we told just a few weeks back about the, the uh, Peru alien sightings. Yeah. So with that. A lot of strange commonality there. First, it was being reported that seven feet tall aliens in what looked like green goblin armor was attacking people. A young woman said she was attacked, like her neck was scratched by one of these guys. The there was men who said that they opened fire, that these things were bulletproof, and that they were would fly away. And then later on, the local officials started saying that these are actually happening, but that that they believe that they're the Brazilian gold cartel that 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 they're actually utilizing jetpacks and armor and that they're trying to scare people scooby-doo style so just well, some of, I, yeah, yeah the, the similarities are there i mean we haven't talked about time travel yet but do we think 
the gold cartel took their gold and invested into a time travel device and, and went just back. started bitch slapping British soldiers, dude. <laughs> that's hilarious, right? That's I, I mean, that's kind of funny. It's a, it's a theory. Yeah, you're like, like I have enough time to bitch slap this guy, and I know it's going to take him about 120 seconds to reload that musket. So yeah. I'll take my chances there. He's spitting blue fire, and that sounds yeah. like flamethrower technology. That wasn't a real bank. I mean, yeah. So let's talk about that. The, the flamethrowers. I mean, with that, he's spitting it out of his mouth. I mean, it's not that much of a stretch if if this person were to put, you know, just like those flamethrowers in a circus or a, a you know Burning Man or whatever. You can swallow, not swallow, but keep in your mouth some gasoline, maybe some flammable liquor, and just you know, he had the candle, right? He can just blow it, and it'll look like he's shooting flames without necessarily being a, a human dragon. So yeah. that that might explain that. So he's a he was a he was a circus folk. He was a, a circus dude. Yeah, and that is actually one of the theories that they they were attributing this to the the Marquis. These uh, where did that information go? The Marquis of Waterford, Waterford, Henry de la Poor Beresford. I guess he was like a, a famous clown type guy that was famous for his ability to jump and perform acrobatics. And even the, there was a, the, the Penny Dreadful at the time, it would always end on a cliffhanger where uh, Jack does some heroic stuff because he was a good guy in the comic books, apparently. He would reveal himself to the, the people of that story and they would always say, it's the marquee. And they would cut off like dot, dot, dot. And you couldn't see what they, they stated, but it was. But any, anybody in the know in the conspiracy realm back then knew that it was Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, the 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 Penny Dreadful conspiracy folks were trying to insinuate that they believe that the Spring Hill Jack was this Marquise um, person. Okay. But, but yeah, let's. So these these attacks, yeah, happened right before the Jack the Ripper sightings. Uh, very similar in that they were, you know, really being used to sell newspapers, and the attention started turning to Jack the Ripper when you know dead bodies started be, becoming becoming more and more, more rampant there. And there's there's thoughts that Jack the Ripper may have actually used the name Jack to, to kind invoke of invoke the fear of Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, invoke the fear of Spring Hill Jack, and so people were terrified that they were one and the same. And maybe that Jack the Ripper. I mean, he was one of the world's first serial killers there. But this idea that he's something more than just a man that he could be and supernatural, spring, supernatural. Right. Yeah, a ghost, a uh, a monster, a boogeyman uh, that has. Unnatural strength and ability to escape and things like that, and the yeah the last reported sightings were in the early 1900s. There, so he the time of Springhill Jack went before Jack the Ripper and a little after Jack the Ripper here. Okay. And there are some different thoughts on what it could be that it was just maybe the first um, sort of media sensationalism story that was you know gave rise to these in order to sell newspapers that it was some sort of uh public hysteria that sort of you know kind of caught on in the consciousness but it's strange especially when you have soldiers that are saying hey this guy bitch slapped me several times across my face and then leaped away that they're that they were just normal people or, or perhaps you know people using this cover to to do uh, horrific shit whatever horrific shit yeah that didn't want to pay for certain services, things like that, or something weirder, you know, maybe it was a, an alien. Uh, maybe it was a, 
some secret technology lost from the Tartarians or from the steampunk uh, world that we don't hear about. But let's let's dive into that. What what are your thoughts on the Spring Hill Jack guy? It's it's interesting, right? I, anything with like urban legends uh, always kind of uh, gets me interested. Just that collective thought of of you know something or something that collective thought of someone or something being supernatural and and that's the explanation they have for something that they can't explain you know, whether that be aliens or supernatural in the sense of like it's a ghost or a specter or you know a, a, a demon more than likely in my opinion i think it's probably sensationalism um done by the newspapers at that time there was really no uh you could you could pretty much say whatever you wanted and uh and i mean that still happens in the, the British tabloids and then the American tabloids as well. But um, yeah, I think if, if you chalked it up for me, I, you know, I think that sounds more like uh, just a, a story that evolved and, and maybe took factors from different um, horrific things and, and combined them. And, you know, it, it, once it's in the psyche, you have people uh, coming out and, and maybe they want to be famous at the time or, you know, that's what I think it is personally. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's, I think for me, there's the overlap with Jack the Ripper because there's, there's just a couple decades that separate these stories from Jack the Ripper. So this idea that, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, with that these are all sens- sensationalism, but then we have just this couple decade difference where we want to say all of this stuff is just crazy. Just people talking about this is, you know, the women of the night and, and uh, house servants going to work being attacked. And then decades later, we have very similar things, but we have women being killed now and that's being put in the, the newspapers. But that's, you know, we look at that, that's, that's all real. You know, of course, Jack the Ripper was doing his things there. So it's almost this whole, like, I think we sometimes look back at certain things of the past. And like people were crazy back then and people made up stuff. People didn't understand how anything worked and blah, blah, blah. But we have these two characters, Jack named Jack in the 1800s. And one we look at as totally real and the other stories were like, nah, let's dismiss all of it. I think for yeah. me, it's hard I guess, I guess, I'm, I guess, let me clarify. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm dismissing all of it. Like, I'm not even saying that there wasn't uh, some truth to it. Like, but I'm saying that there might be, you know, a fire, a fire breather, you know, or the metal claws or something like that. But then it's just sensationalized to the point where it's like, he's a demon now, you know, yeah. it's not out of the ordinary that someone would have, like, you see those, like those claw brass knuckles. They had those back then. That was actually kind of a weapon that they used in that time for like street fighting and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the Spring Hill Jack stuff. Maybe the guy, it's taken out of context and how high he actually jumped. Maybe he did jump. Maybe he was like doing some parkour shit. And, yeah. you know, it just gets sensationalized and then he turns into a demon or like something supernatural is is what I'm saying. Yeah. But do we dismiss some of these aspects? Like, was there like a, a rogue circus performer going around backflipping, scaring the shit out of people, spitting fire at them, clawing off clothes for whatever reason? Pretending to be a policeman, slapping soldiers like was. I mean, I I always like to blame Carney and circus folk, so uh, I'm I'm in that lot. I think it was probably if it is a real person, dude was oh, yeah. a Carney, circus Carney, circus Carney clown. You remember Batman Returns? How yeah. the penguin? How it's it's a, a whole gang of circus folks, and when they're attacking Gotham City, it's like it's fire breathers and people backflipping, chasing you down yeah. with their backflips. 
So that you, you're, you're making that connection that maybe, I mean, well, it's the London underground as well. Right. So that was the Gotham underground. Maybe they took some aspects of, of that. Uh, Tim Burton took some aspects of the story and applied it to his, to his film. I mean, it does not, that's not a realm of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's something that it's, it's an intriguing tale. I think not a lot of people know about, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, it's interesting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. What else, what else you got for us today? All right, so we're going to leave the 18th, 19th century London and we're going to head over to, uh, we're going to fly back even earlier in time over to France, specifically Javadon, France. And we're going to go Javadon. to Javadon, France, 1700s. So we, I, I covered this briefly when we were speaking to, speaking to, to Rod uh, about uh Bigfoot. The, the bear the bear county bigfoot yeah yeah and if you and this is a movie they've they've made a, a movie out of this we've we've once seen i remember seeing in the theaters which you called the brotherhood of the wolf so in that tale it's um basically it's depicting this real event that happened in the 1700s where where the people the countryside of france in javadon france were reporting that a large wolf was attacking people and there have been over a hundred victims that have been credited to this beast here. There's still some debate over what truly happened there, but it's a real documented thing. The King of France actually sent some soldiers out there. The the soldiers at the end of the day, well, I guess we'll talk about that, but let's let's get into what happened here. So the in the Beast of Javadon, the first reported attack was in 1764. A a young woman was tending cattle near the village of Langonjini and I, I could totally be butchering all of this stuff here uh, but she was she had been she claimed to be attacked by a large wolf-like creature and she was able to escape with her life but this would become the the first in a series of attacks here where people would be doing laundry people would be tending to the cattle and this large wolf would just snatch well, not just children, but they would snatch whoever because it was so large there. First, it was being, I guess it's not so uncommon for a child to be sort of snatched up by a larger type creature. But this creature was so large that even a full grown man and woman, it was not uncommon for them to be snatched up all of a sudden because it did not discriminate here. And the thing with that started leading to a, a lot of, uh, you know, credence to this, to these were that these attacks were witnessed by multiple people that they, they, saw how big this creature was it was you know they can describe how it looked and that how, it was how big was it how how what, what did it look like it was estimated to be up to nine feet tall uh that it was as tall as a calf so almost like a big and, and that's, on, that's on all fours or is that standing up on its hind legs well that's where the stories get interesting because it's described as either one that for you know for the most part it could be a, a running creature that just was on all fours but there are reports that it was on its hind legs that it stood up and that it was almost you know for the most part it's described as just a huge wolf but some tales sort of take on that werewolf werewolf like okay yeah there was some red red coat like it was described as having this reddish brown um russet colored coat of fur that sort of distinguished it from other wolves in the region there the other thing that was very interesting which really scared people was that it didn't seem that it was killing just for food. Uh, it seemed like it was taking pleasure in mutilating its victims. That the 
instead of just, I, I guess, t- in typical attacks, you'd sort of just see, you know, whatever the the good bits are, you know, the guts or, or something being being uh, eaten, and then the body would be left. These bodies were ripped apart. Like you would see arms and legs, kind of all over the place. Like like that creature, okay. you know, took pleasure in mutilating you and and creating this fear here, which is really different from other animal attacks that we've know throughout history here. It didn't seem to take, it wasn't just for food. It seemed it, it wanted to torture and scare you. So yeah, these attacks, you know, they would target both people and cattle and it was, and, and several, there were several attempts to try to stop these guys, stop this creature here. And, you know, hunters came from all over, uh, professionals, soldiers, and they all struggled to bring it down. There, it was spotted. There was, um, there were times it would get shot, but it it was almost bulletproof itself, mm-hmm. where it would take it and keep on going. So almost like supernatural. The King Louis the Fifteen of France, uh, after getting letters from the people of Jabadon to stop this creature, was able to create a substantial re- reward for the creature's capture. Sent an army down there, and finally, the reign of terror was able to be stopped about three years later in 1767 when a hunter named Jean Chastel was able to shoot and kill the creature. The, the bullet was said to be made with silver. Uh, <clears throat> it was said to be made was the bullet was supposed to be a silver bullet, which was supposed to be effective against creatures of the night. And that it was said that once it was killed, that they, they took the creature because it was a large creature and they brought the remains back to France and it was sort of shown about to show everyone that, yeah, this was a legit creature. That stuff is hard to find as far as like where are the pictures or the paintings depicting that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no remains that we can see in a museum, but this was said to sure. have been a, a huge, uh, huge deal. And that the report, again, the reports are that there was almost either a hundred close to a hundred or even over that, that were killed by this creature here. That's, that's Not, wild. So, I mean, is that, uh, is there a conspiracy wrapped up in there? Like, did they actually kill the thing? Because they allude to that in the film that they didn't really actually kill the animal. They found it, but they didn't, it was like this whole secret society and it was like ritualistic killings and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So that's, let's, let's dive into that. So in the, in the film, it was a, a secret society. They did have a large wolf. This wolf was like outfitted with armor and yeah, like, like almost mechanical, like almost like a like a like a hybrid. Like, right. Yeah, steampunk wolf. There's a lot of steampunk shit going on back then. It's a steampunk wolf. Yeah. So it was bulletproof. So that was the reason why this wolf. And I think they were like torturing it, and making it all ferocious and things like that. But it had armor on it, so that when they were trying to shoot it, they really couldn't because this thing was bulletproofed. There were some thoughts that maybe there was something like that happening. So yes, so the the idea that there's some steampunk aspects that this was some sort of wolf that was trained by a group of people or perhaps outfitted with armor to make it bulletproof is is an idea out there. What are um, some of the other ones? What are some of the other ideas? Yeah, so some are normal and it gets weird. Uh, some ideas are that it was a wolf hybrid and we've sort of mentioned some hybrids I, I was mentioning on one of our last episodes that there was a sighting of a koi wolf that was that was thought to be a coyote wolf or even a coyote that mixed with a dog and you know right. had, had properties of both it's not so different with this one this was thought that it was a 
large or aggressive wolf dog. There are some other thoughts that it was a hybrid of a lion with a wolf. And that's why it was so big and ferocious. How is that even possible? I don't know. I mean, I think that's something we need to explore because I'm, I see things where it seems like. Yeah, I see things too and they seem fake. <laughs> Unless you're like on Dr. Servago's like island or something like that. Where I don't know. I feel like school didn't do a good job. Like we, there's different breeds of dogs that can make a, you know, a little puppy. Uh, yeah, but there's also like, there's, there's feline and then canine. There's different, you know. Yeah, but can animals, animal species, and you know genomes. Like so, you can't like a human. Like if a human, you know, goes and bangs a lion, it's it's not gonna mix. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. Whatever, unless you you know what I'm saying. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't work. Is it well? Unless that's how the Thundercats were. I don't created. know. I feel like maybe we need some sort of island where some weird stuff. Weird scientists. Some weird scientists who Doctor Moreau. Doctor Moreau. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. I it's uh, you know, I saw some stuff about a uh, what was it, a coyote or some sort of weird creature, a weasel breaking into a chicken coop, and he just started raping them and making coyote chickens. The bear pig. I don't know. I it's like I want to that, that doesn't happen. You, you like, want to live in a world where a lion and a wolf can have a baby. I don't even know anymore, but I just want to know if that's that's possible, and if it it's, is, it's like, not. I'm telling you, it's not possible. Perhaps I don't know. No, you're, not you're not a, it's, you're it's, not a scientist, and neither am I. So yeah, I but that's like that's like basic like fifth grade science, where like, are you saying that the educational system has taught us that? Yes, I, I would just think there would be a lot taught more. Us, taught us nothing. Okay, yes. all right, let's break it down. You got household cats and and dogs, right? Uh-huh. Why, why aren't we seeing those? Wouldn't that happen more commonly? Wouldn't there be like a cat and dog that, you know, get it on and then they have like a, a cat dog? Was Nickelodeon trying to tell us, reveal a truth to us? Like, oh yeah, you can have a cat dog. Do you remember that cartoon? Well, I guess where are the lines then? You, so we can't have cat dogs, but we can where, have... Well, where are, the lines in Fran- where are the lines in France first and first I don't off? know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't kill a hundred... Uh, this is this is making this is enraging me more than Flat Earth enrages me. <laughs> so where are the lines at? We can have a koi wolf in Illinois. We can have a coyote dog in Illinois. But where are the... Where are the lines in France? We want to know. Yeah. Let's, where, where are the lines in, in Africa? Lion, wolf, uh, beast, ojavadon. You're looking it up. Well, let's hear. I, I will be quiet. Oh no! I mean, this is good stuff. This is uh, this goes off the hybrid stuff that we sort of alluded to on the last episode with uh, the bear pig that was briefly brought up at the end, which yeah. I think um, bear pig, monkey bear pig. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think I, I guess I don't know where the uh, where the the lines are drawn as far as hybrids go. Like what. These animals can have babies together, but these animals can't. We can't have dog cats, but we can have dog wolves, dog coyotes, cat pigs. I, I don't know. I don't know. My brain's melting right now, dude. My brain. Like, this is. But yes, but one of the theories is that it was a lion, even if not a lion wolf, it was a lion. So um, well, maybe so- I can I can get behind lion, maybe like but maybe just, a lion got out, but just not a lion wolf. No, because it's not physically possible. I mean, I don't know. The, the heart wants what the heart, you know, wants, man. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, and I, I I'm not a, a love, uh, unmaker. Nature finds a way. Are you gonna, are you gonna quote Jurassic Park to me? Is that what's gonna happen? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, this hybrid stuff is new to me. I mean, I thought we lived in a world where everyone stays in their own lane. Penises and vaginas of your own species, but Holy I don't know. Shit. I don't know. Cats and dogs cannot mate because they do not share enough similar DNA to do so. They are both different species of animals that will rarely even attempt to mate with one another. Same goes with lions and wolves because they're in a different species. They're canine versus feline. What about coyotes and wolves? That's it's yeah, that could work because they're both canine. So they, they share a similar DNA structure. So it even though it's rare and it's usually not done between species, they're in the same species family. So that's possible. Okay. It's like if you like if you if you mate a tiger and a lion, you can do that. It's hard because they live in different parts of the world and they're just like, What the fuck is that cat? Oh, it's Which, the, right, li- you know, the ligers. The ligers, yeah. This is like fifth grade stuff. I'm well, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed with you and Ed with this. I I, I I love you both. I'm reading stuff. I'm saying that that's what they're saying, and I'm just saying you're just telling them what they're saying. I'm just saying what they're saying. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know where the law- lines are drawn you as say, far as well, I'm animals. You, I'm telling you where the lines are drawn. Okay, so maybe we need a chart, right? We need a, a fifth grade <laughs> refresher. If you mix blue with green, you get purple get i don't know blue. you get if you mix cats and dogs you get nothing but if you mix dogs with lions you get a dying i don't know maybe we need to blue and green them. yeah blue and green you'd have like a blue green yellow and blue you'd get green i gotta tell okay. you your colors too in Verano, you get it like, yes i don't mix crayola i don't mix colors i i do it digitally i mix it on photoshop or you know things like that so i haven't mixed old school crayolas in quite a while so yes i need a refresher well okay just look at just look at your 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 digital color palette next time and, and see which colors are next to each other and that's basically how it works man there's a tiger at one corner of the color spectrum and then there's a fucking canine on the other side of the color spectrum i uh i love you guys but oh my god well i guess i need you to define these are all the animals that can love each other and these are all the animals that can't because all apparently right, i'll get on it i'll get on you're it the, you're the boss of that and you're gonna tell i'm not the boss of anything i know you you said you're reading stuff you, you're saying cats I and do, dogs I can do, love each other cats and dogs can have a spiritual connection and they can cuddle together but there's no way that they can mate to have offspring that's all i'm saying all right let's get back to the beast of i'm not saying listen listen I'm not saying a dog can't fuck a cat, bro. I'm just saying there's no baby that's going to come out of that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm sure there's a chihuahua that fucked a fucking tabby at one point. Perhaps. And I'm not saying that they could. I'm just saying that maybe wolves and lions and coyotes. <laughs> I don't know. Let's. We haven't even gotten to the weirder stuff. We're just. We're still. Oh let me. Let me hear the. Let me hear the. Let me. All right. We're done with the pissing competition. But. <laughs> it's yeah. Right, Dr. So Victor the, Gilbert's gonna be so disappointed when she hears this episode. Yes, I guess. She's like, I thought I taught you that in the seventh grade. Yes. We still don't know what the beast of Javadan is. So maybe we need some we need two of every animal, Noah's Ark style, but then instead of staying in your own room, we're gonna do like a Hollywood key room where it's like, Hey Lion, you yeah. keys with uh the Yeah, and then there's with uh with a with a with a wolf, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, goat, you're going to go home with um, the badger. Badger. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. Hey, rag- squat, yeah. hey Miss Piggy, you're going to go home with the frog, I guess. We just yeah, keep that frog. like normal. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it normal. Keep it and normal. Uh, see what happens there. Sounds, sounds good. All right. Well, let me, let's hear the weird stuff now that we, we've, we've, uh, 
I guess we've established that that is the weird stuff. So at this point, let's just do the less weird stuff. <laughs> okay. That it's an unknown animal, some undiscovered cryptid that we don't know about that is perhaps... That you know, I believe, I'll say this. I believe that way more than a fucking wolf fucking a lion. <laughs> okay. The, the, yes, but the supernatural creature, right? The Like we've mentioned, the dog man on this episode. Uh, perhaps some sort of American werewolf in France or not mm-hmm. even American at that point, but just a werewolf in France. In mm-hmm. uh, Javadon, France. Yeah, it's fun to say. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, mass hysteria, right? It's just right. people being killed and mutilated by serial killers or a group of serial killers and it being attributed to a, a beast, right? It could be just wandering psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Dressed, dressed in wolf clothing, even. Yes, which has become more of a popular thing. There was a, a movie released a, a, not so long ago. I can't think of the name of it, but it was basically that same idea that this person doing these uh attacks and they were doing it in a werewolf costume nice. makes uh, makes total sense it makes more sense than a lion fucking a a, a wolf <laughs> which isn't my theory but uh, yeah well, i i'm just it, i pinned it on you i'm sorry you're you're, you're the scapegoat for scapegoat yeah we're gonna fuck a, a goat with some other half it was a badger, half. It was a badger or something yeah a boat <laughs> what a boat Let's see. Or the, the band of outlaws that, yes, the serial killers may have just like the Brotherhood of the Wolf movie, maybe just outfitted right. some sort of wolf with, with um, you know, springs in its heels and armor around <laughs> of its, its body and said, go, go kill for me and, and things like that. But um, it is one of those weird tales. And especially because of the high body count attributed to it with over 100 killed in France and it was quite terrifying there's depictions of it in paintings and things you'll see uh, a giant wolf snatching a you know kid from the field and yeah so whatever it was whatever whether it was a hybrid or a armor plated wolf lion yeah it's it's a wild story regardless it's a wild story yes the closing thoughts on the viso jovodon or just you know the ability the Last time to pronounce Javodon. I think the, the one that I probably uh, equated to is probably the band of like outlaws, like going around and and killing people and dressing up and and like you know the Brotherhood of the Wolf. Like even even with all the witnesses saying that they saw this big ass lion. I mean, well, wolf. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe there was. I mean, maybe there was a wolf as well. You know, like I, I really kind of, uh, but maybe it was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the the story in the film Brotherhood of the Wolf is is probably the most, and I'm just you know, is the most likely of it. You know, where they trained something and and then they kind of had their had their way with uh, the victims as well. So that's just kind of where where my mind is at, which is which is the most uh, logical. There was moment. a lot of martial arts in that movie. There was a lot of martial arts in that movie for like no reason at all. Like it was just like, oh, this is my uh. It's my Asian man yeah. servant. Yeah, this is this is my Asian sh- chauffeur. Mark, yeah, was it uh, Mark Dukakis? Yes. Um, yes, but that that's a cool. I mean, that's not to say don't watch it because of the martial arts. I'm just saying. No, it was, that movie was that movie was a shit. I love that movie. Yes. Uh, just looking at some other articles here. So, yes, lion is one of the theories on here. They mentioned the lions of Savo, which was 
depicted in another famous movie called The Ghosts in the Darkness with uh, Val sure. Kilmer and Michael Douglas. And they were two lions that went ape shit in Africa and killed like 100 people as well. Ooh, 130 victims. So this is Beast of Javadan uh, numbers here. Um, so they're saying, yeah. all right, so, so it's saying that it's a lion now. See, I can, I can get behind that. I, I want to say I came across, just like the lion, came across some information that there was some hybrid, uh, you know, jungle fever. I, just, I mean, that's where it comes from, right? Jungle fever. I mean, it's like lion, like, hey, hey, zebra. I, I, I want to eat you, but not the way you think. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, what's, what's the next one? What are, what, are we, what are we hopping on next? Do we want, do we want to get into it? Uh, do, do, all right. Do you just want to close it down for this one? And then we can just do a Pied Piper episode later. Yeah. You, yeah. We yeah. Can let's do just do that. Cause it's, it's 12. Yeah. It's getting on 1230. So you, uh, you go ahead and close it up. Or do you want me to start closing it and I'll toss to you and you can have the Yeah, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on here with uh, Spring Hill Jack and um, Java, the, the Wolf of Javadon. Um, I, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy the folklore. I enjoy the, the tales. Um, part of me, the cynic in me, uh, always thinks is this just something that was uh, romanticized and, and uh, just basically exaggerated to to you know maybe keep the the people uh scared at or you know to to drum up uh you know newspaper sales for the the spring hill jack one um with the with the javadon one is is was there something in the woods that they didn't want people to do there you know to go out there because it was dangerous and um you know is that just a a tale that they told to keep people at bay but you know going and of course like there's there's people that like go into like getting the, the king to come down and stuff like that and send armies. I mean, there's, there's some truth to it, but like the mysteries of it all is what makes a great urban legend in my opinion. Yeah. Here, here I, I do. I think it's so interesting that these stories, even hundreds of years later, they still captivate us. Uh, I, I like, I like reading about them and I like telling these tales because oftentimes people don't know about this. And I, I, I take pleasure in, I guess, providing information to people, just trying to not corrupt them, but spread information to them and corrupt them, corrupt them, corrupt their brains. Yeah. And at least try to expose them to different thoughts that, you know, the, that the world may be a bit more mysterious than we, what we've been led to believe and that there may, there may be some magic in the air in our, our world or some you know, some, some magic between interspecies, you know, who knows? So yeah, if, I, if, I, if, if I take anything away from this episode, if, if it comes out that wolves and lions can actually have offspring, I will be the first to apologize to you publicly, Rolando, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. It's <laughs> not my theory. Oh, but I, I think it's cute. I think it's cute. Um, you you want to live in a world where wolves and, and, and lions are, are getting it on. Like, like almost like uh the Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Or what, how does it go? How's that sound? Come on, let's let's. All right, let's uh, hold on. Let's uh, channel channel. Um, who we who we? What's his name? Elton uh, John. Elton John. Elton John. Let's go. Is enough mm-hmm. to make And that's exactly how he sings it. I think yeah. we should get yeah. That's so. Uh, you're welcome for that, everyone. We channeled Elton John for you, and uh, 
I don't know. What uh, what do what are we uh, what are we doing uh, next week? Um, do you have another? You have any more tales from Europe that we want to talk about? Oh yeah, there's definitely some. I want to do a Euro trip part two. I, I don't know if we'll we'll go visit this well next week, but I, I think we definitely should come back. I mean, one thing I did want to hint on in our second Euro trip is the legend of the Pied Piper of Hamelin, and you know, it's a it's a you know the famous little myth that may very well be true. I love it. Uh, that's that's actually one of my favorite. Uh, you know myths or you know uh, folk tales from when i was a kid so I, I i love to hear the the true spin on it when we do this next time yeah so sure. if you guys want to um follow us over on instagram you can do so uh we're growing over there uh make sure that you hit the follow button on where you listen to your podcasts um we uh we are very excited that we we got some uh ad uh campaigns uh because of uh, because of you following so uh just continue to do that and if you're already following um, you know, we apologize for asking you a million times, but just make sure you share with your friends that are weird because, uh, you know, the, the people that have a healthy distrust, uh, are, are the people that we want with us. We want you weirdos. We're going to call it, you, you're our weirdos. We're your weirdos. You can be our weirdos. Rondo, any last words, my friend? Nope. Uh, keep tuning in, stay weird, and we'll catch you on the flip side.